The views and opinions expressed by any hosts or guests of WJMS Radio do not reflect the beliefs of its owners or associates. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to WJMS Radio or the show hosts whose words, advice, and or opinions appear from or on our website or on air. You don't want to miss In the Blender with Brandon and Malin Hyman, where faith, family, finance, fellowship, and fitness is our focus. So get ready for your family to be launched into another stratosphere. You're tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. It's good to see everyone on tonight. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on with you guys, but we are excited about tonight. We have a really good one for you. Um, Brandon will be joining us in just a moment. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for all to all the ones that has been supporting us over the years. We've been on now um, since February of 2017. So a little over four years now. Um, we've been, you know, spending time with you guys. Um, we look forward to every opportunity we get to spend with you guys and really do appreciate the support. Um, that you give us uh, bi-weekly. We started off weekly, if you, you know, years back. Um, but we are excited about being with you guys on tonight and looking forward to having a great time on tonight. And so I apologize for my late arrival, <laughs> but we are so excited to be with you guys on this evening. I'm telling you, we're going to have a blast. We're going to have an absolute ball. So just get ready because um, this is going to be something a little different for us. Something a little different for in the blender. And I'm going to tell you guys, you not only do you not want to miss it, but we encourage you to participate. Because I'm going to tell you something. This one right here, again, like I said, is something different. Uh, it's not new for us because we we do these things all the time, but it's just it's unique in what we're uh, looking to accomplish on this evening. So, wow! I mean, I'm I'm just I'm ready, and tonight we're going to talk about what is my love language. What is my love language? Now. You guys might be saying, wow, that's a little different for In the Blender. But if you've been following us for the last four uh, years or so, plus years, that's all we've really been talking about is a love language in one facet or another. But tonight we wanted to be a little specific in that because for countless numbers, numbers of us that are watching uh, via Facebook, uh, streaming uh, vehicles, YouTube, whatever, that are listening by radio. Most of us, pretty much all of us, if we be truthful, we can identify couples or a couple, and they just have such a perceived awesome relationship. Every time you see them, they, they, their interaction with, with each other is on point. Um, 
They, they're always doing things together. They're always spending a lot of quality time with each other. And I would just have to conclude that's because they've learned each other's love language. We all got a, we all have a love language. We all have a, a way, a style, a thing that we like our partner, our spouse to do, whether it be in deed or in conversation. There's a language in everything that we do. And so when you begin to master that, when you begin to pick up on that and really pay attention to what it is your spouse is saying, what it is they're relaying, I'm going to tell you something. You will have an awesome marriage. You will have an awesome relationship. And not, not only that, that, that spills over to your family. That spills over to your family. And so we want to make sure, man, that on tonight we share this these love language, languages with you guys and that you will begin to identify what your love language is. But not just so much identifying what your love language is because it, it doesn't just stop there. Because it does no good for Madeline to have a way that she likes to be loved and she doesn't share that with me. <laughs> Let me say that again. It does Madeline no good to have a way that she likes to be loved or needs to be loved and she doesn't share that with me. Why, why, does it, why doesn't it do you any good? Because I'm not going to benefit from what I want if I don't share it with you. Say that again. I'm not going to benefit, benefit from what I want if I don't share. She's not going to benefit. That's the whole purpose of understanding what this love language is, is so that you can benefit. Because watch this, when you benefit, then your spouse benefits. And when your spouse benefits, then your family benefits. And so this thing all plays a role. But if nobody's benefiting, <laughs> that's most miserable. That's the most miserable place that you can be in in a family. And unfortunately, we have been seeing so many couples that have been miserable because they refuse to not only learn their spouse's love language, but then to do what their spouse is telling them this is their love language. Mm -hmm. There are some things that I like. There are some things that I love. But guess what? All of those things that I like and I love aren't all the things that Madeline likes and she loves. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying she don't like and love some of the things. I'm not even saying she doesn't like and love most of the things. But she definitely do not like and love all of those things. And vice versa. There's some things that she like and love. But guess what? I don't like and love all those things. But my understanding of what it is that she loves, her particular love language not only my understanding, but me wanting to give her that love. See, because you can understand it. But if you don't want to give it, it's, it, it's just as invaluable. Because you got a lot of people that know what it is that their spouse loves. They know what it is that their spouse is looking for. They know what it is that their spouse wants, but yet and still they refuse to give it to them. And, and like Madeline said, you don't benefit if 
I don't walk in that love language that she's looking for, guess what? I don't benefit. <laughs> you may express affection to your significant other regularly, but do you truly take the time to make sure you're communicating in the way your partner wants to receive it? Do you really take the time to make sure you're communicating it? Watch this. In the way what, sweetheart? Your partner wants to receive. Your partner wants to receive it. It's so different. Are you doing it the way your partner wants to receive or the it? the way you want. Or the way you want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the way you want to do it. There's a story that that we heard years ago, and um, it just stuck with me. I mean, for the at least the last 13 years, this is one of the funniest stories that I ever heard. But there was this couple. And so <laughs> the, the, the couple, the wife, when she would cook, she would always cook this one particular dish. <laughs> and she would cook this dish over and over and over and over it again. It was not me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was not my wife. Hey, hey Chief, what's going on? She would cook this dish every, almost every day. That was her dish. That was her go-to dish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so years down the line, he finally mustered up enough confidence to tell her he didn't want that. And so when he told her that he didn't want it, it kind of threw her off because she was like, I've been fixing this for years. Mm-hmm. And you've been throwing down. And he had to just tell us, say, listen, I was doing that because of you. I wasn't doing that because of me, but I was doing that because of you. Now watch this. He benefited because he knew that made her feel good. He benefited because he knew that made her feel good. Now it, it came to an end. <laughs> that particular dish came to an end. But the important thing to understand is he knew that there was an exchange that took place by him eating that dish. That exchange was the intimacy that he was looking for. He was desiring because he was operating in his love language. But he was smart enough to know that if I did this, I can get that. (laughs) And I'm going to leave that story right there because I don't want the folks to know I'm talking about But I thought this story was so hilarious, I'll never forget it, because literally he ate this dish for years. Same thing. <laughs> same thing, same thing. But his wife was so pleased that she thought she was pleasing him in that dish. <laughs> and guess what, guys? There was an exchange that took place. Even love can sometimes get lost in translation when two partners speak different love languages. Even love can sometimes get lost in translation because you're not understanding what that love language is. You're not understanding. And watch this. You don't get your love language from the barbershop. You don't get your love language from the beauty salon. You don't get your love language from your auntie and your uncle now. 
and your cousin them. You don't get that love language from them. You get that love language from your partner. Your partner is the auntie, auntie, is the only, <laughs> the auntie, wow. <laughs> your partner is the only authority in their love language. Nobody else is an authority in your partner's love language but that person. Your spouse is the foremost authority in their own particular love language, and it benefits you listening to what it is they're telling you. Why? So that you can benefit. You can reap the benefits of it. It's like it's like working on a job and having 401k, and they're matching you at 100%. And you don't want to give into it, but they're matching you at 100%. It's different if they were matching you at 10% or at 5% or at 7% or at, or even 50%, but they're matching you at 100%. They're saying, if you give this for the duration of the time you're working here, we're going to give that. You benefit because you're doubling all your efforts. Right. And so it just makes sense to give into that. Why? Because of the return. Because of the return. And so understand, even love sometimes can get lost in translation because you're not speaking the same things. And not only are you not speaking the same thing, but you're not even listening to the same things. Our love language describes how we receive love from others. That's what it does. Our love language describes how we receive love from others. There are some people they don't like, they don't, they, they're not fully touchy. They're not fully touchy, but watch this. If your spouse is fully touchy, then there's an adaptation that you're gonna have to make. Why? Because that's their love language. That's their love language. And when you make that adaptation, they're more prone to make an adaptation for you. Mm-hmm. What, what, what you no. thought about that? That's, that's correct. No, I, I was I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> I gotta check with it. Gotta feel the love language over here. But no, really, because if that spouse loves affection, they love touching, they love caresses, they love these types of acts, and you refuse to give that to them, then guess what? There's some things that you love that consequently they're going to refuse to give to you. Now you got two bullheaded people banging heads, banging pride, banging whatever, because you're not walking in love. You're not speaking their love language. You're not talking about what each other wants to hear. And when you're not talking what each other wants to hear, guess what? Silence. Mm -hmm. Silence. There's nothing like silence. And I'm not talking about the preferred silence. I'm talking about the unpreferred silence. <laughs> that right. silence where, where you're not getting anything accomplished. Like that shut down. That shut down. That's it. That shut down. And guys, listen, women can shut it down longer than us. <laughs> they can shut it down longer than we can. You shut it down for an hour. She shut it down for a day. You shut it down for a day. She shut it down for a week. You shut it down for a week. She up you a month. <laughs> I'm telling you, women are the masters of the shutdown. And so you want to make sure that that love language is right, man. 
you know, I, 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 again, because we all have people either in our lives directly or indirectly that we can look at and we can really identify that love language. I got a partner, man. This dude masters the love language with his wife. He masters it because he knows what she wants. He knows what she needs. And this brother goes out to make sure that he's doing those things. I think that's one of the most manliest, the most um, machoist, the most thuggish, hardest, whatever gangsterist things a man can do is to make sure he's speaking his wife's love language because he's the beneficiary of it. He's the benefit. When a man speaks his wife's love language, guess what? He's not going three weeks and not getting there. <laughs> when a man speaks his wife's love language, that's on a frequent. Bro, if you ain't getting there, learn her love language. Is she ain't backing that thing up? Can I say that all? Is she ain't backing it up? <laughs> Is she ain't poking that thing out? Is she ain't doing all those things? Then that means you're not speaking her love language. Because when you speak her love language, hey, that, that comes. She wants to do that. Why? Because she knows her love language identifies to her that you care. That's right. It's, it's, it's the realest thing. That's right, Chief. It's the realest thing that a man can do for his wife. The realest thing that a man can do for his wife is learn love language. Bruh, she becomes putty in your hand. You, you, she will now follow you to the ends of the earth when you learn her love language. She will fight for you. She will protect you. She will honor you. She will, she will put you up. She will make sure that you are good when you learn her love language. And so our love language describes how we receive love from our spouse and from others. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, from others. I was going to say even um, just relationship, period, <laughs> like even in the family, even with your children, you know, children and parents and parents and children. Of course, it's a different type of love that that's expressed. But even in order to have a great relationship with your children, you have to know how they like to be loved and what they want as, as well. It goes all the way around relationship, period. Oh, my God. That we just had a conversation. We just had a conversation. We just had a we just had this conversation because children have a love language as well. Absolutely. And it as, can't be ignored. As and watch this. As, as men and as fathers, most time our love language is providing. Is making sure there's a roof over their head, making sure there's clothes on their back making sure there's food on the table, making sure those, those necessities are taken care of. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? That child love language is spending time. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the mall. Let's go to the movies. Let's go out to eat. Let's sit down and watch a movie. Let's, ju let's just do something, you and I. Provide and protect. Mm -hmm. Provide and protect. That, that, that's our natural love language. But when you understand your child's love language, Man, guess what? Now, now, now you can produce an A student. Now you can produce a productive young man and young woman. Why? Because you're understanding their love language. And because you understand their love language, they're going to do everything in their power to make sure you're happy. Right. 
everything in their power they're gonna make they're gonna to make sure you're happy. And I think in a especially in a blended family, it, it's good to know because <laughs> yeah, um, you know you that that blended parent that's coming in has to you know learn that child. So I think it's important to get to know you know what their love language is as well. No, because. I'm a master of studying people. I'm that that's that's what I do. I study people. But and and I and I know my kids. I know every single one of them. But guess what I didn't know? I didn't know their love language. I knew them. I I knew their inclinations. I knew things that they liked. I knew things that they didn't like. But as far as their love language is, from the aspect of a father and daughter and father and son, I was clueless. And I'm still learning that. <laughs> 20 some years later, I'm still learning their individual love languages because each and every one of them have a different love language. Yeah. Everybody is their own individual person. Which takes us to the next part. Each of, each, oh, time, didn't even see <laughs> each of us differ differs in ways that we receive love. Each of us. Each of us differ in ways that we receive love. Did you guys see what I just said? Did you hear what I said? Each of us differ in the ways that we receive love. Because just because it's given, that don't mean you're going to receive it. Because if you differ in your way that you receive it, it's almost as if that person isn't giving it. Go ahead, sweet. No, because that's just like uh, I remember you shared one time where um, you had talked to a gentleman and his wife, and he was demonstrating that he was like doing everything, paying bills, you know, just doing whatever as far as household. So it was to him, it was like showing, you know, his wife love, but in return, that's things that would have to be done. Anyway, you don't have to pay your electric bill anyway. Okay, you don't have okay. to pay a phone bill anyway, whether she there or not there. Because if you in your own home all alone, those are things that you we'll still have to anyway. do. That's not a demonstration of to, to me. That's just that's just me. Just because you're paying the bills, that's not saying I love you. That's just saying I'm doing the duties that I would have to do anyway. It, it, it's it's funny because I I, rem I remember that story. I, I was driving out. I was driving and I had this guy in the car with me. And so he was like, man, he, he just stopped pouring out to me. And he was like, man, you know, I don't even know why I'm saying this to you. But man, it's just like, like I'm just having some issues at home. And I'm like, well, <laughs> how do we get here? <laughs> he was like, man, I'm just having some issues in the house. Man, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated with, with my wife and I'm frustrated with my marriage. And I just don't know what to do, man. I'm, I'm paying bills. I'm, I'm making sure we got a roof over our head. We don't want for nothing, you know. We, you know, food refrigerator is full, food on the table, and all of these things he started naming. And I'm sitting there listening to the guy while I'm driving, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I heard you." And so I asked him. I said, "Well, let me ask you this question: If you were not married, mm -hmm. would you still be doing all of those things?" He said, yes. I said, huh, okay. I said, is there any of those things that you would not be doing if you weren't married? He said, there's not one. I would do every single one of them. 
I said, hmm, interesting. I said, well, you know what you just defined? You just defined a man. You didn't define a husband. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought the dude was going to pass out in the car. <laughs> I thought he was going to pass out because he literally just described what men do. What men should do. That's what you should do as a man. But as far as a husband goes, it's deeper than that, bro. Because if there are things that you would do as by you, by yourself, as a single person, as a person that's living by themselves, if there are things that you do outside of your spouse, then that is not the definition of a husband. Ladies, vice versa. If there are things that you would do outside of your husband, then that is not the definition of a wife. And so you have to understand that the power, what's we are? The power to fulfill is the power to define. The power to define. I said it backwards. I'm sorry. The power to define. <laughs> okay. You say it because now you. <laughs> wow. The power to fulfill. No. The power to define. It's the power to fulfill. If you can't you define a thing, yes. you can't fulfill a thing. Absolutely. And so there are too many people. That's trying to fulfill something that they have not properly defined. And not knocking that, you know, those things are being taken care no, of. No, not at all. Because it, it, it should be done. But there's but there's an expectation that sometimes we have because of certain You're actions. Doing certain things that, that can count as, you know, I love you. I just gave you $100 Bruh, you for that no phone bill. Dude, didn't you use that phone? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, having your job I called out, the electric bill. Did your mama called out? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! You the one with the big flat screen TV, burn up all the electricity with all the cable and and the mad and all that stuff. You playing? You talk about you paid it? You sure paid the electric bill? And so the power to the <laughs> the power to define <laughs> is the power to fulfill. And so you have to properly define a thing in yeah. order to fulfill it. Yeah. You have to probably define a thing in order to fulfill it. Go ahead, sweetie. By learning to give love in the ways that our partner can best receive it and by asking our, our partner to give us love in the ways that we can receive it, we can create stronger relationships. Read that again. By learning to give love in the ways that our partner can best receive it. Stop right there. First, we have to learn to give love in ways that our partner can receive it. We have to learn how to give love in ways that our partner can receive it. That's the first part. Go ahead, sweetie. And by asking our partner to give us love in the ways that we can receive it. And then the set, watch this. The first part is others driven. Uh -huh. The first part is others driven. First part of this is you have to be more concerned about your partner, your spouse, than yourself. Mm -hmm. After you've dealt with that concern, then now share your concern. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, <laughs> we got it switched. We want to make sure that they know what we want mm -hmm. 
before we concern ourselves with what they want. I'm going to leave that alone because that, that's for another class. But, <laughs> but in order to get out of this thing what you want, you have to first be others-minded. You have to first be driven by the desires of your spouse, by the words that your spouse is speaking. Once you're driven by that, it makes it now easier to relay your love language. Why? Because they're fulfilled. They're being fulfilled. They know that they're being cared for. They know that they're wanted, that, they want, that they're being understood, that they're being heard, that they're being loved. All these things show that you are concerned about them. Once you show that, guess what? They have, most have no, I can't say all, right. most have no problem with giving you what you want. Okay. Uh, okay, there are five love languages. No, no, finish it off. Oh, I, I thought I did. Okay. We can create. Uh, we can create stronger relationships. We can create strong relationships because that's what I wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. is creating a stronger relationship. The ultimate goal, man, that's, that's why we've been doing this for four plus years. The ultimate goal is assisting others in creating stronger relationships. If we can share some things that we've gone through, if we can share some things that we've experienced and say to you, you don't have to go down that road, you don't have to, you don't have to participate in this, you don't have to have this happen in your life. Listen to this. Follow this roadmap. Then guess what? We're helping you create a stronger relationship, not only in your marriage, but in your family, especially the blended family, because there's so many different nuances. There's so many different dynamics that make up a blended family. There's not one type of blended family. <laughs> there's not one. And so it's important to create stronger relationships. Go ahead, babe. There are five love languages that they say we all speak. Many have one to two of these languages that they speak. Some have three to four of these languages that they speak. Rarely you find someone that speaks all five. Wow, read that again. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> there are five love languages that they say we all speak. There are five love languages that they say we all speak. And we're going to dive into that in a little because. No, go ahead, go ahead. Go. I, I, go ahead. Many have one to two of these love languages that they speak. Many have one to two. Many have one to two languages that they speak. Go ahead. Some have three to four of these languages that they speak. Some have three, four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rarely you will find someone that speaks all five. Rarely will you find someone that speaks all five. Rarely. That's a rarity. It is it, it's not without, mm-hmm. but you'll rarely find somebody that speaks all five languages. I mean, like fluently. <laughs> like they like all five just as equal. That's it. Rarely will you find someone like that. Because most times, well, for the majority, you'll find somebody that, that doesn't like two or three, maybe even one. But love them all, like them all, that, that, that's a rarity. So well, I like them all as much. As much as equally. Right. Equally. Equally. Because I would think with the five, most people would like all five. 
but just like you say, not equally. Not equally, and and that's that, and and but, that is the operative word, equally. Right. Because we all like a portion of all five. Right. But it's rarely it's it's a rarity that you'll find someone that likes all five equally. Right. Most people have an inclination to one or two more than the others. So wait a minute. What you want me to do? What, what, are the, what are the five love languages? Uh, do you want me to give the description? Yes, you? yes, please. Words of affirmation, saying supportive things to your partner. So the first love language is words of affirmation. Doing what? Saying supportive things to your partner. What's the next? Acts of service. Acts of service. What are acts of service? Doing helpful things for your partner. So watch this. The first one is saying supportive things to your partners. The second one is doing helpful things for your partner. What is the third one? Receiving gifts. Uh-huh. Giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. So then is giving. So first is saying doing and now giving, mm -hmm. giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. Mm -hmm. What's the fourth one? Quality time, spending many meaningful time with your partner. Quality time, spending meaningful. Now watch this, just because y'all together all the time, that does not mean that that's meaningful time. It's a difference. Meaningful time, it's, it's like for myself, I'm, I'm, I'm a very intentional person. I'm very intentional. I don't like to do things without intention. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't like doing it. I, I, there, there has to be an intention behind anything I do. If I work out, there's an intention. I'm not just going downstairs, hit in our gym, and, and just do some push-ups or, or get on the treadmill or get on the bike or, or lift some weights, and I'm not looking for a result. I'm very intentional about that. So spending meaningful time, spending intentional time with your partner. What's the last one? Physical touch, being close to and caressed by your partner. There's some that, uh, no. Physical touch, being close to and caressed by your partner. Those are the five love languages. Mm -hmm. But then I found out, guys, guess what? There's really another. What's that, sweetheart? There's some that say there's a sixth love language. That love there's language, some that say there's a sixth love language. Listen to this. That love language would be humor. 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 <laughs> humor. <laughs> no, that's real. Because you you ever and this is this and I know some people watching. They're going to test to this. You ever see somebody and you saying how they get that person? <laughs> How they hook up. And it's not a thing like you're really trying to diss that person or whatever, but you in your mind, you're trying to say, how? And, and they say something like this. Wait, what did they say, baby? I have fallen in love with this person because they make me laugh. Because they make me laugh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. That is real. Because there are some people that are just so funny that. You see why they you see why their spouse married them. And it's not that they're not good looking, it's not that they're not smart, it's not that they don't have anything to offer, but they're so hilarious 
We, we got a partner. I'm going to tell you, this guy is a nut. <laughs> be a nut. I'm going to just say B. If you're watching B, you know I'm talking about you. That dude is hilarious. He's, the last time we was together, he said he wake up one of Jones' mind. <laughs> the dude literally wakes up wanting to say something funny. I'm like, dude, you missed your calling. Like, you could be a, you could be almost a billionaire. You ever meet somebody that, that is that funny, you know they will make it in comedy? That's this guy. <laughs> and his wife is seemingly the, the, the polar opposite. <laughs> he the North Pole, she the South Pole. She the South Pole, he the North Pole. They're the total polar opposites. Right. But this guy is hilarious. And you can see why they've been married for years. You can see why. Even if he got on her nerves, he can make her laugh and it would be all over again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, so that human man is big because you need to learn that that's a love language as well. That's a love. Some women love to laugh, guys. Some women love to laugh. And a lot of us dudes uptight. Up the up. <laughs> like, dude, do you smile? <laughs> like, for real? Can I get a grin or something? Like, why are you what, what, why you smell something sour? Like, what's up with that look on your face? Well, get up. You learn that love language, it changed the game. It changes the game. And so we 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 did a little diving, guys. We did a little diving and we wanted to find out like overall, what are the most popular love languages by percentage, okay. by percentage. And so again, we said quality time. No, we said no, acts, words of affirmation, words of affirmation, acts of service, acts of service, receiving gifts, receiving gifts. Quality time. Quality time. Physical touch. Physical touch. So those were the five that we talked about. Those are the five that we're going to talk about. Right. Those five. We threw in humor because that's still a love language. Right. And it's a language that a lot of people are speaking and a lot of people need to start speaking, especially in this time. Mm -hmm. Because there's so much going on that you're just going to have to dig for humor. Right. You're going to have to let humor flow because it's going to relieve. Bibles, the Bible declares laughter as medicine. Yeah. You ready to say that? It declares, go ahead, say it then. No, the Bible says <laughs> that laughter is medicine. That's it's medicine. Is. It is. Because you could be going through something, man, and then you, you can have this thought that make and you just, just make you laugh. Oh, um, and it changes your day. And sometimes you have to think back to something funny yes. that makes you laugh and keep yourself in positive vibes, regardless of what's going on around you. Always something that you can laugh about. Always something that you Even can laugh about. Even if you had to dig deep, dig deep. Dig deep. But find that laughter. And I'm telling you something. My wife, she don't have to dig deep at all. This she you listen. Don't <laughs> if you don't want it to be laughed at, don't do it. <laughs> she will laugh at you. Don't sit beside me and church oh, or wherever. Because anyway. if you're sitting beside me and something happened funny. It's on. I can't even stop laughing. It's on. It's on. And so we, we 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 did some digging, guys, and we found out 
but by percentage, what they say are the most popular of the love languages. And so what will be by percentage the, the most uh, popular love language, sweetheart? Uh, number one, quality time. Quality time. Spending meaningful time with your partner. Listen, guys, that's what they, spending meaningful time with your partner, we found out is the biggest of the love languages. Most people just like spending time with their partner. We love it. We, we've been doing it for 20 plus years. Almost, almost, not every job, but the percentage of jobs that we have, we've done together. Things we've done together in the last 24 years. Yeah, outside of the 10 and a half that I was at. Wow. Outside of that. So if you take 10 and a half, and then the first two, when we first got married, or the first one, we first got married, 11 years, you're talking about basically 13 years, we've done stuff together. And so spending quality time, and that was quality time because it was intentional that we do it together. Spending quality time together. What's the next one, babe? Words of action. Oh, hold on. What was the percentage of that? Of uh, 41.6%. So they say 41%, percent 41.6% of people surveyed say that quality time is their number one love language. What's number two? Number two is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. And so they say that out of that, that group that was polled, mm -hmm. the next biggest group was words of affirmation or the, the next biggest love language was words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Saying something supportive to your partner. People love it, man. It's a game changer. Saying something supportive to your partner. Everybody want to know they're doing something good. Right. Every everybody listen, as as a husband, husbands want to know that they're doing a good job. As a wife, wives want to know that they're doing a good job. As children, children want to know that they're good doing a good job. Watch this. As parents, parents want to know that they're doing a good job. Everybody likes words of affirmation. What's the next one, babe? Uh, physical touch came in next. Physical touch. Physical touch came in next, man. People love touch. They love that touch. It's just something about that touch, man. That touch does some things. <laughs> that touch break you down. And so understanding physical touch. What's the next one, babe? Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. Giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. Oh, man. And guess what, ladies? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop this nugget on y'all. Pay attention. Men like gifts. <laughs> Men love receiving gifts just as much as you like receiving gifts. And so keep that in mind. You want a man happy? Hey, think about him. Show him that you're thinking about him. When you go out, when you go do things, hey, I don't. My wife went out it's about last month and I came back and she just gave me a card. She gave me a card. I, I would, I, man, let me, woo wee, bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it, it, it took me. 
because I I don't I don't even remember what you went out for. But I know it wasn't even on a store. She was going to the, I, I don't I don't remember. All I know is when she came back, she came back with a car in her hand. And so that just did something for me. Because every man loves gifts. If it's just a card, if it's a letter, if, if it's a surprise dinner, if, if it's a uh uh any whatever that gift is, we we love gifts, ladies. Wives, husbands love gifts. Hear me. And so that was number four. What was the last one? And the last one was acts of service. Doing helpful things for your partner. Acts of service. Acts of service. And so that was 11.8%? Oh, yeah, 11.8%. Receiving gifts was 12.6%. Physical touch was 15.4%. And words of affirmation was 18.5%. And so that's how they broke it down. But then we did we dug a little deeper and we wanted to find out by age group. And so this is what I thought was interesting. For those that were 18 to 24, what was the number one, sweetie? It looks like quality time. Listen, guys, even young folks down with the time. <laughs> quality time was number one for couples 18 to 24, spending that quality time. But you know what's so not even so weird, but in every age group, that's number one. Yeah, because it's 41.6%. Yeah, it's number one. 35 to 34, 35 to 44, 45 to 54, 55 to 64, and 65 and older. But the, now, when you, when you go to the different age groups outside of quality time, now the dynamic begins to change. Mm -hmm. Because in the age group of 18 to 24, words of affirmation was the second. No, receiving gifts was the second. Mm -hmm. That was number two. But when you get down to 35 and above, receiving gifts now go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> something? Yeah, words of affirmation. Love language. And watch this, guys. That's important to understand because over time, love languages can change. Mm -hmm. I was gonna put that right there too. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, did you think love languages change? Of course. Did you tell me I changed? <laughs> Yeah, buddy. <laughs> of course, it changes. Guess what? It changes, it changes. because as but you because people change, because we all we change. As we continue to grow, things change. Things you might have liked one time or earlier on or whenever you may not like that as much now. Something you didn't like as much, you know, in the beginning or at one point. Now you may have grown to oh, I like this. You see it in your kids as they grow and experience life. Change. That's, That's right. So true. That's right. So true. The, the Bible says, to everything, there's a time and a season. Guess what? To everything, there's change. That's what it's telling you, God. To everything, there's change. Mm -hmm. Just like there's months of summer, there's months of winter, 
There's months of spring. There's months of fall. Guess what? There's changes. Changes are inevitable. And so just because the first couple of years of your marriage, there was this particular love language, don't get thrown off if that love language is not the predominant love language anymore. It changes. It changes. Most of us don't have that same six pack that you had going in, <laughs> that you had going into this thing. Some some got kegs, not a keg, but kegs. <laughs> and so you don't do so, you don't have ladies, you don't have that 38, 24, 38. You don't have that size no more. And so that's change. And so oh, I'm just saying, guys, that things change. Don't get so caught up. <laughs> Don't get so caught up on things being a particular way because if you get stuck there, ironically, change is always consistent. Wow. If you get stuck there, you don't understand that ironically, ironically, change is always consistent. It's one of the consistencies in this world. Change. Change. When I was 18 and had a beard, it did not look like Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I didn't look like Santa Claus. <laughs> that changed. When my wife first met me with a beard, I had no gray. Shortly thereafter, no, I'm just joking. Whatever. No, but it changed. There was a change. And so you have to understand, guys, that as we mature, as we get older, our love languages change. Now, we see that in, in age 18 and 24, quality time was dominant. 25 to 34, quality time was dominant. 35 to 44, quality time was dominant. 45 to 54, quality time was dominant. 55 to 64, quality time was dominant. 65 plus quality time. That's what she's saying down there. Now you got that Moses coming down <laughs> off the mountain. Look. You must really miss <laughs> me, boy. <laughs> oh, that's my little brother right there. That's my little brother. Oh, he, he, he don't want to get on that. Yeah, we're still waiting on that meal, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> But no, that's the consistent. But everything else, it changes. I know, bro. Love you too, man. <laughs> everything else changes. You you can expect it's going to change. And so, but then we did this, guys. And I thought, now, this is what I thought was so important. We wanted to know what, what it was between men and women. What was the dominant love language between men and women. And I'm going to tell you guys something. You're going to be surprised when we give you these. You're going to be surprised when we give you these. Do do men too, babe. Number them. Yeah, number men as well. Because folks going to be surprised. It's going to blow their mind. Okay. Okay. So, in this study that we did, sweetie, What's the number one love language for women? Quality time. What's the percentage? 
44.5% of women say quality time is their go-to love language. What's that? What's what's the number one love language for men? Quality time. Quality time. Let me see that pencil. Quality time. What's the number one for? What's the number two for women? Uh, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. What's the percentage in that? Sixteen point six. Sixteen point six. What's the number two for men? Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. You guys see this? So the number one with, with men and women, both are quality time. Mm -hmm. Number two for men and women are words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. What's the number three language for women? Acts of service. Acts of service. And that's women. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the number three for men? Physical touch. Physical touch. Because guys, it's important to understand this. Because this is this is where this is where we're so much alike, but then we start differing. Mm -hmm. as, as men and as women, we both love quality time. Mm -hmm. So, ladies, don't think he don't like spending time with you. Yes, he do. He loves spending time with you. Don't think that he doesn't like words of affirmation. Everybody loves words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. The change starts taking place as we go down those languages. Mm -hmm. What's the fourth one? Well, four. Number four for women. Oh, um, physical touch. Physical touch. And for men? Receiving gifts. Receiving gifts. <laughs> you guys see that? You see that? Now when we get the number four, for men, it's, it's physical touch. No. No, for women, it's physical touch. Yeah. For men, it was physical touch for number three. Right. So men desire physical touch. Listen, ladies, men desire physical touch a little bit more than women do. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit more. We love that physical touch. It's, it's just something about a touch from our wife that does something to us. It does something to us. And so, but watch this. What shifts a woman into that physical touch is acts of service. When you act and show her that, when you show action towards her, it now heightens her need and desire for physical touch. You see that? You see how that happened? And so, what's the last one, babe? Uh, women receiving gifts. And men, acts of service. Wow. Women receiving gifts. That, that, that is, that's the lowest of those love languages. Now, that's not saying if that's your love language, that's, that's the lowest. But overall for women, receiving gifts is the lowest. And that's why I said you can't get an understanding of your love language from the barbershop. You can't get an understanding of your love language from the beauty salon or your auntie and uncle them or your cousin and them. You can't get that love understanding of that love language from them. You have to get it from your spouse because they're the only ones can tell you what their particular love language or love languages are. Mm -hmm. Correct. They're the only ones. 
And so it's important, man. I, I just thought this was awesome because it now gives you an opportunity to look at your spouse and say, how can I improve? First of all, asking your spouse, what is their love language? Because me and my wife, listen, we, we took a test. Let's get your paper, baby. <laughs> we ain't got time. We ain't got but four minutes. That's all we need. <laughs> get the test out. share it next time. I don't know where mine at. You want to share it next there, time? Yeah. It's, are we finished? Or is this... Did we finish? We're, we're done. Okay. We're done. I think we can close with this. Okay. I think we can close with this. But watch this, guys. Listen, look, watch, watch our results. Watch, and, and that's why it's important to understand how different we all are. But when you understand this, it's so important. What's your, what's your love language, babe? First one was quality time. Quite, would, would you say that that's an accurate assessment? Yeah, pretty much. That's an accurate assessment, quality time. I Watch this. I have to concur because I know that about her. She loves quality time with your boy. <laughs> she loves quality time with your boy. She want to spend time with me. She want to spend time with me. <laughs> we, 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 had to, we, we, we had to go out of town one time. And I went, I went to the store. And she was, I forgot what she was doing. But I went to the store. And she called me. She said, where you at? No, I said, I said you left out. She said you left out. Well, and I'm didn't say some, nothing. I'm, I'm, no, tell, tell no, me. No, I'm just trying to surprise about the quality <laughs> time. <laughs> bust me out. <laughs> you want to tell the story? Nope. Okay then. But we ain't so, got two minutes. It's yeah. It's so again. And so she said you left out. You ain't say nothing. And I said no because you was doing whatever. And I said, but I'm only ten minutes away. And she sent me this, uh, this, this, is it, what is it called? A gift? Emoji. Emoji? She sent me this emoji, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't do nothing but laugh because that's just how much she enjoys quality time. What's your next one, babe? How about you do your first one? Oh, my first one is words of affirmation. Minutes. Okay. My first one is words of affirmation. That's that's my that's that's my love language. Words of affirmation. You look yes, like you got quality huh? time way at the bottom. No, but watch this. I love quality time, but there's some things that I love more than quality time. Yeah. Yeah. So what, my, could you no? Let, let's be. No, she know. Yeah. She yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. she's looking like quality time down there because she know I love spending time with her. Like if I when when I, when when I was working. Outside of her, guess what? She was getting a phone call. I'm on my way home. I'm this, I'm that. Because I love that quality time. Even if we weren't in each other's presence, me being on the phone with her was an expression of me with that quality time with her. So that's why she looked at mine. She's like, oh, quality time down there? But what's your number two? Words of affirmation. Words yeah, of affirmation. I, yeah, I can't. And then it says physical touch, acts of service, receiving gifts. And then um, my, my was might have been a little different for the bottom. I can't say that that's all of those are pretty are accurate. Yeah, and then mine were acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, physical touch. And I would have to say the same thing because I think after 
Word of affirmation, I think quality time will be second. Um, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, they will all be number three. I don't know how I would judge them yeah. to be one greater than the other. Um, it just have to be how I feel that day. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you are a day-to-day person. <laughs> No, no, When you come from a lot, when you come from Law's family, and it's twenty six of y'all, she always throwing jabs. <laughs> she would throw a jab at your boy. But listen, I, I just listen, guys. I, 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 I just love this one right here, uh, the love language because it's important. It's important, man. If you want to have a successful marriage, you want to have a successful relationship. You want to have a successful blended family, learn the love languages. And don't get offended once you start hearing what that love language is, because you might find out that you didn't really know what your spouse love language was. And believe me, you most times their love language is not your love language. And it's better to tell them anyway instead of trying to make somebody figure it out or read your mind. So, oh my God, just Thanks, tell them. Again, so say anyway, again. I say it's better to just tell them instead of having someone try to figure you out or read your mind. And so, listen, guys, we're out of time. We pray that this was a blessing, that you gather something out of this, that you guys will begin to focus in on your love language and you will take your marriage, your relationship, your blended family to that next level, that next dominion. Sweetheart, how can they reach us? They can reach us via email at weareablendedfamily at gmail.com and our website is in theblenderministries.com. Also, don't forget to tune in on Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. on WJMS Radio where you'll hear this um, ready on radio, a replay of tonight's episode. Also, you can catch us on um, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, all the different social media outlets. We, we are there. And again, our email is weareablendedfamily at gmail.com and in the blenderministries.com is our website. And until next time, guys, we love you. We thank you for your support. Thanks, Ma. Enjoy. Hey, Ma. Thank you, you doing for in? tuning in. We thank you for your support. So please remember to like and share yes. this broadcast. We want as many people as possible to get that benefit from hearing about love language and how they can take their family to that next place in life. And, uh, and lastly, um, go to our YouTube channel in the Blender and subscribe to there. And we have all of our episodes on yes. there from the very first one on February 14th, 2017. Exactly. All the way up until today. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. Be blessed. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the dynamic broadcast of In the Blender with Brandon and Madeline Hyman. WJMS Radio. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. See, we keep it real. We always gonna keep it real. You can't knock what's real, you know what I'm saying? We telling the truth, man.